Do you want to know what it is? The magic of printing is everywhere. It is all around us, even now in this very room. You can see it when you look at a poster or when you open your mailbox. You can feel it when you pick up a magazine or when you order tacos off of a menu. It is a print world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? The truth that you have been fooled. Like everyone else, you have been tricked by an optical illusion. One that you cannot see with the naked eye. An illusion for your mind. Unfortunately, you cannot be told what the magic of printing is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You eat the blue taco, and the story ends. You wake up and believe whatever you want to believe. You eat the red taco, and you stay in Schweikivan and I show you how far the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Follow me. Well, Gold, that was pretty intense. That was super intense. And you're a great actor, Joey. No, I wouldn't go that far. No, that was awesome. <laughs> the only problem is like this outfit is like three sizes too big. So it looks like <laughs> Morpheus is talking to Count uh -oh. Dracula uh -oh. instead uh -oh. of to Neo. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I'm digging it. This is pretty cool. I think yeah. that this is going to be my new uniform. I'm wearing this to work every day. It's only missing a Schweiky Media logo. I'm going to put a Schweiky Media logo here and then we'll be all set. Awesome. So what we're going to do today is reveal the truth about printing. And really, we're just going to show that it's an optical illusion. What you see on the printed page is just a bunch of dots and colors placed next to each other to create the beautiful full-color imagery that we see. Makes you wonder what else do we look at every single day is just an optical illusion. Maybe we are in the matrix. Maybe we are living in the matrix. Well, today, we are going to be talking about the magical and mysterious process of print. We're going to be talking about the halftone process. We're talking about PPI, DPI, LPI in detail. And once you have that knowledge, we're going to show you how you can use that to create incredible photos and images that literally pop off the printed page. So we are going to be plugged into the matrix. We're going to plugged into the matrix. Exactly. And we're also going to have some delicious, tasty tacos, fish tacos, fish, fish tacos. I'm allergic to fish go. You're Morpheus. You're not allergic to anything. Hey, on the bright side, I have a couple of pills, so I should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Morpheus always has some pills. That's good because I don't have an EpiPen. That's all right. So you should Ooh, be good. Should make it. What about, are they fried? I got some fried tacos. Okay. I got yeah, some I fried fish. Yeah, yeah, no problem. All right, good. Good, good, good. It should be great. Awesome. So before we hop in, please hit the like and subscribe button. Turn on notifications so you can catch every episode. And also, we're going to have a link in the description. That way you can see all the visual aids that we're going to be referencing in this video. Perfect. All right. Let's start with the halftone process. That technology was actually invented over 100 years ago. And although we've made incredible technological advances since then, we still use the same basic principles in printing today because our eyes and our brains, yeah, well, that technology hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, that technology has not changed. We're still fooled into thinking that a bunch of tiny dots that are placed next to each other in a certain pattern 
form continuous tones. So let's take a look at this grayscale image. It goes from black to white. It was created with a laser printer that only has one color, black. Millions of dots laid down individually trick our mind into thinking we are seeing hundreds of shades of gray. The printing process is binary, so there's going to be ink or no ink on the page. The ink cartridge is doing one thing, and that's printing a black dot. If we zoom in, you can see that in order to create the shading that you see in the image, we need to use small dots placed next to each other in a certain pattern to trick the eye into thinking that it is seeing many shades of gray. This process is called halftone technology. And for color printing, we repeat that same process for each of the four colors, cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. And the semi-opaque property of the ink allows for another optical effect, full color imagery. And we went in detail about this in our last episode, so if you wanna check that out, we'll have the link up here, down there, somewhere around. All right, so let's talk about how those dots are created. Before computers, we were using cameras and screen to create the halftone process. The original image was re-photographed with a screen that was placed in front of it, and then that image was transferred to a piece of film, and then the piece of film was then exposed onto a metal plate, which created the image that was then taken to the press. That was back in the old days. Are you saying I'm old? <laughs> Not that, we're almost the same age, so. So what we do now is use uh, computers and lasers instead of cameras and screens. And we actually use the Kodak Printergy workflow system, and it does a bunch of things, but one of its primary functions is to convert the digital pixel into a physical dot. And what it does is it utilizes the Adobe Print Engine PDF RIP, and RIP stands for Raster Imaging Processor. And so that piece of software makes billions and millions of calculations to convert that digital pixel into a physical dot, halftone dot that's placed onto a metal, etched onto a metal plate. And so we no longer use film in the process. So once Printergy and the rib does its thing, that image is then transferred to the plate setter. And we use the Kodak Magnus plate setter to actually image the dot onto the plate. Yes, that's actually like a special Kodak proprietary max tone dot. Right. Right, right. So it's, it's, it's a tiny square dot with very crisp edges. And just so you know, we're not sponsored by Kodak, but Kodak, <laughs> Kodak if you're listening, we're not opposed. We're God, not opposed you know to, how to get a hold of us, buddy. <laughs> right. So that's a very cr small, crisp dot, and obviously, the the crisper, the cleaner that dot is on the plate, the crisper, the cleaner the image is going to be, the printed image is going to be, to make it really pop off the page. Yeah. So all of this technology has enabled us to create the halftone screening process in two different ways. Now, there's the AM screening and there's the FM screening. Do I need a radio for this? <laughs> no, you don't need a radio because we're talking about dots, not waves. But the terminology was actually taken from the radio industry. So awesome. you're not too far away. So AM screening, that stands for amplitude modulation. Those tones are created by changing the size of the dot. And that screening process, that's what's used in your laser printer. And that's the most uh, common uh, screening process that's used in commercial and conventional printing as well. So if we zoom in like 12,000%, we can take a look at what that looks like. And the larger dots, you can see that those represent the darker tones. And then the smaller dots, those represent the lighter tones. So again, that was AM screening or amplitude modulation, and it was referring to the size of the dot. Well, in FM screening, that stands for frequency modulation, and the halftone dots are all the same size. It's also used in your inkjet printer at home, and it's starting to be used in commercial printing as well. But as we zoom in, you'll notice that the dots in FM screening are all the same size. 
but they're dithered randomly on the page, or as we say in our industry, stochastically. So darker tones have more dots or a higher dot frequency in that particular area. And then lighter tones have less dots or lower dot frequency in that area. All right, Joey, so that was AM and FM screening, which is basically the halftone process. Now, within the halftone process, there are three important terms. We've got PPI, which is pixels per inch, DPI, dots per inch, and LPI, which is lines per inch. Now, we're gonna explain each one of those in detail, and then we're gonna show how they all come together to create the highest quality printed image. So let's start with PPI, which is pixels per inch. So a pixel, which is short for picture element, is the smallest component of a digital image. Now, if we look at the magnified image, you'll see that a pixel is square and is arranged in a grid of horizontal rows and vertical columns. The more pixels per inch, the sharper the image will be. So if you look at the image in Photoshop, we need to focus on three things, the width, the height, and the resolution. And by default, the resolution is 72 pixels per inch. The width and the height is about 47 inches by 47 inches. But what we wanna do is get to a 300 pixel per inch image for the highest quality print. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna deselect resample and then change the resolution at 300 PPI. You'll notice the width and the height has now changed to about 11 inches by 11 inches. But the number of pixels has stayed the same. We basically condensed all the pixels so we can have a higher resolution, sharper, cleaner, 300 PPI image. So if you're using a page layout software like Adobe InDesign, you don't want to enlarge the image there. For example, if this is your cover photo, you will need to make sure that your 300 PPI image is at least eight and a half by 11 inches. So Joey, when you increased your PPI, you didn't remove any of the pixels. You just condensed them into a smaller area. So going back to that image, we see that the width is 3,389 pixels and the height is 3,413 pixels. So if you multiply those two together, you get the total number of pixels, which is about 11.5 million pixels. So we know that a million pixels is a megapixel. So a million pixels, megapixel. So that particular image is 11.5 megapixels. And that's great information to have because if you're wondering whether or not your mobile device can capture a high enough quality image for a high quality print, the short answer is yes. iPhones have a 12 megapixel camera, which can create a 10 by 13 image at 300 PPI, which is plenty of data for a high quality printed image. So now we're gonna talk about DPI, which stands for dots per inch, which is how we measure the dots that come out of the output devices like laser printers, image setters, and plate centers. As the name suggests, the DPI measures the number of dots that are in a linear inch. So for your laser printers, you're gonna have a relatively low DPI, like 300 or 600 DPI, and your higher DPI, like 1200, 2400, those are gonna come out of your image setters and your plate setters. So the more dots per inch, the more detail you're gonna see in your images. So if we pull up again the AM screen image that we were looking at earlier, we will see large round dots that are in that halftone grid. Well, those are actually not the dots that we're referring to when we talk about TPI. Those are spots. And those spots are actually made up of the DPI dots. In order to actually see the tiny DPI dots, we need to zoom in like 12,000%. In this image, that tiny dot that you see there, 
that's the DPI dot. And that's actually a 2400 DPI dot, which is one 2400ths of an inch. So that was DPI dots per inch. And those dots make up the spots in the halftone grid. So now we're gonna talk about LPI, which is lines per inch. And that measures how close together the lines are on the halftone grid. The more lines, the closer together they are, the higher quality, the greater the detail. So if we pull up a magnified image, we can see that where the vertical and the horizontal lines come together, they create a halftone cell. You can also see that the lines are printed at an angle. And the reason they're printed at an angle is because we know that our eyes are very sensitive to geometric shapes. Yeah, so it actually helps reduce or remove the moray effect. Yes, it makes the screen pattern less noticeable and removes the, the moray, exactly. So the reason we use one line screen versus another mostly depends on the stock that's being used. So for an uncoated stock like newsprint, you're gonna use a lower LPI like 85 line screen. And for a higher quality stock, something you would use on a glossy magazine, you would use a 150, 175, or even 200 line screen. Newsprint is going to absorb a lot more ink than a glossy sheet. So if you use a too tight a line screen and there's too much ink in one place, it's going to look very muddy, you know, blotchy yep. kind, of, kind of look. So for the highest quality print, there's a desired correlation between the pixels per inch and the lines per inch. The pixels per inch should always be more densely packed than the lines per inch on the halftone grid. That brings us to the two times rule. Our image resolution should be two times that of the LPI. So we use a simple formula, two times LPI equals PPI, because it takes two digital pixels to create one halftone spot to fill the cell on the grid. So if we're printing on high quality paper and we're printing at 150 lines per inch, then we're gonna want the digital image, our original digital image, to be at least 300 PPI based on the formula, because 150 times two equals 300. So that's why earlier on the image that Joey created, he created a 300 PPI image. All right, Joey, now we wanna bring it all together. We wanted to show how we can take this halftone process with the PPI, the DPI, and the LPI, and use that to bring the beautiful color imagery that we see on our screens to life on a sheet of paper. So in order to do that, we're gonna to have to plug back into the matrix so we can get a better understanding of how the colors that you see on screen are created so that we can replicate that using the halftone process. So it starts with eight bit color graphics. Each pixel is represented by eight bits and each bit is actually two, a zero or a one. Eight bit color is two to the eighth power which is 256 possible shades for each color, red, green, and blue. So if we take a look at an 8-bit JPEG image inside of Photoshop, you'll notice that for each red, green, and blue slider you see, you have either 0 all the way up to 255 plus 1 for no color. So if you multiply 256 for red, 256 for green, and 256 for blue, you get over 16 million possible colors on screen. All right, Joey. So now we want to bring all that color vibrancy from your monitor to print. And the way we need to do that is we need to get 256 shades of each of the print colors into the halftone cell. And in order to make that happen, we're gonna to bring together PPI, DPI, and LPI. We're gonna start with a 300 PPI image. The RIP is gonna convert that to 2400 DPI, which is then gonna be printed at 150 LPI on the press. So to get to the 256 possible shades, we're gonna use a simple formula. We're gonna take the printer resolution, divide that by the line screen, and then we're gonna square that. 
So for our example, we're gonna take 2400 DPI, divide that by 150 line screen, which equals 16. So now we have 16 vertical dots and 16 horizontal dots. And when we multiply that together, we get a total of 256 dots for that cell. All right, Joey, so you start with a 300 PPI image, you rip it at 2400 DPI and print it at 150 LPI, that gets you a beautiful printed image that matches as close as possible the full color, beautiful full color that you see on your color monitor. And that is the magic of printing. I'm glad we invented it. <laughs> no, <laughs> we didn't invent it. No, we didn't invent that. Right. But what we did invent is the free magazine promotion yeah. that we're offering. So we'll, we'll print and ship one free copy of your publication if you use our Schweiky Magazine Creator. Yeah, go to schweiky.com and use our Schweiky Magazine Creator, and we make it super easy because there's templates, so you can just drop in your photos and drop in your text and create your beautiful publication and use the code TACOPRINT when you check out, and we'll print for you for free. Yeah, we look forward to seeing your designs and publications. Yeah. Well, that was a great show, a lot of information. Yeah, I worked up an appetite. Well, now it's taco time. Nice. What These do we have here? Famous fish tacos. We've got some wash it down with some Tapa Chico. These are the famous fish tacos from Beto's Alt-Mex Tacos. And awesome. that's so what yours. That's the fried taco. Fried taco, okay. This is mine. This is the grilled. We've got the Alaskan cod. It's got the cilantro lime slaw. I'm gonna put some of this chimichurri sauce. This chimichurri, this is like oil, Vinegar. Herbs and chilies. Herbs and chilies. Just get yeah. a little bit of kick there. Delicious. Mm. Got to be careful not to get any of it on my fancy cake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a little extra lime. It's always perfect on some fish tacos. Yep, add that citrus to it. Add a nice. little citrus. Okay. All right. Looks delicious. Mmm. Good? Mm-hmm. There you go. Very good. All right, I got the same thing except for mine is fried, not grilled. It's got that poblano sauce in there. Looks tasty. Give it a shot. Yeah. What do you think? Good. You're not breaking out in hives or anything. So, so far, so good. All right. Well, we love bringing this content to you guys. Please like and subscribe. Comment. Guys, let us know what you think, and we'll catch you guys on the next catch one. Catch you on the next one.